Coming up on The Overcoming Life with Jimmy Evans. When God changed my heart and I began to talk to Karen, it healed something in me that was, that was broken. And I like talking as much as she does. Karen doesn't have to make me talk. I love, she's my very best friend. I love talking to Karen. I love talking to God. It hit, when I began to pray in a relational manner, not in a religious manner, and I learned how to pray, it healed everything in me. I was trying to pray. I, I don't know how long I'd been saved, maybe a year or so, and, and I just knew I should wake up in the mornings and I should read my Bible and pray. Constantly battled being sleepy, constantly battled my mind wandering. And one day I was trying to pray and wasn't very successful at it. And, and this thought came through my mind that just said, if God loves me and if God knows everything about me, why do I have to pray? I mean, why do I have to go through this if God really loves me, and he already knows what I'm going to pray, that's what the Bible says, then why do I have to do this? And, and I, I struggled with that for a while because it was like, you know, God, you, you, before I ever ask for anything, you, you know what I need. So why do I have to go through the motions? Do you really love me? I mean, do you really, you really care about me? Well, let me, let me answer two questions in this message. First is why we pray, and the second is how we pray. And I want to begin by talking about why, why we pray. And this is very important. And there are three main reasons for prayer that we need to understand. The first reason for prayer is acknowledging God and allowing him into our lives both generally and specifically. Well, let me say this. You do realize there are people that don't want God's help. There are atheists in this world. They don't believe in God. And they're not inviting God in any way into their lives. Well, but let's just say we're talking about Christians here, a person who's given their life to Christ. You do understand now that there are Christians who believe they can handle life without God. That's what prayer, prayerlessness is a boast against God. A day without prayer is a boast against God. And what we're saying is, I can do this without you. I can, I can do my relationships without you. I can do my finances without you. I can do my job without you. I can, I can live life successfully without you. God is not going to force his way into any person's life because a relationship has no value if it's forced. Every single day, what prayer says to God is, I need you in my life both generally in the sense that, God, I need you in my life, but specifically, I need you in my finances. I need you in my marriage. I need you in my body. I need you in my decision-making. God absolutely loves that, and he responds every time when we acknowledge him. But listen, prayerlessness is not acknowledging God. It is saying to God, I can do this without you. So prayer is inviting God into our circumstances, and he just simply won't come without that. It doesn't mean he's not in our hearts and we're not on our way to heaven. It's just saying he's not going to join our lives and partner in our lives without us asking him to do that because that's what relationship is about. Number two reason that we pray is to build a prioritized personal relationship with God. You know, if, if you would have come to me, you know, 38 years ago after I got saved and, and you'd have said, who's the most important person in your life? I would say Jesus. And then if you ask, who's the second most important? I would say Karen. But those were the two people I didn't want to talk to. You know, I, I didn't understand why I had to talk to Karen. You know, she always wanted to talk and I thought, hey, she's nosy. 
and you don't feed the monster. You know, when you give information to a nosy person, you, if you want to kill a monster, starve it. Don't feed it. And so she always wants to talk, and she wants to know, hey, where'd you go today? Who'd you talk to? What'd they say? How'd you feel about that? And I'm just thinking, I've got to starve that monster. And I've got to be strong. I can't crack. I've got to be strong. So I would come home at night, and here she goes. She would want to talk. And so she wanted to talk, you know. And then the Lord wanted to talk to me. But I just thought, why do I, why do I have to pray? I mean, does God get some enjoyment out of me being miserable and just sitting there trying to pray? Now, let me say, it is impossible to know a person that you don't talk to. It's not possible. And you say, I, I want to know Jesus. Great. Here's how you know Jesus. You talk to him and he talks back. Prayer is not a monologue, it's a dialogue. We talk to God and God talks to us. And so I didn't understand that back then. Honestly, to me, prayer was a religious thing that I was doing to satisfy God. My concept of God was so distorted because, you know, honestly, I thought, you know, maybe there, God gets some kind of enjoyment out of watching us sleepy and distracted and just fighting to be religious. That we're down here praying and our minds are wandering and the devil's attacking us and, and all these things are going on and God's saying, suffer. Suffer in the name of Jesus. And the longer you sit here miserable, the more I like it. And you're winning brownie points. That was kind of my concept. And I just thought, how long can I sit here and battle this? Can, can I tell you this? Our God is a loving, wonderful God. He just loves being with us. He, he just loves... He loves hanging out with us. He misses you when you don't show up for prayer. God wants a personal relationship with us. Let me say this about Karen. When I started talking to Karen, because when God changed my heart, because we almost divorced, when God changed my heart and I began to talk to Karen, it healed something in me that was, that was broken. And I like talking as much as she does. Karen doesn't have to make me talk. I love, she's my very best friend. I love talking to Karen. I love talking to God. It healed. When I began to pray in a relational manner, not in a religious manner, and I learned how to pray, it healed everything in me that was broken. Because he just wanted Jimmy time. That's what, God, that's what prayer is to God. It's just time with his children. It's time with us. It's a relationship, not religious. But to build, if you're saying that Jesus is the most important person in your life, you're saying, I talk to him a lot. Because you can't say a person's important when you don't talk to him. And you can't build a relationship with a person that you don't know. Here's the third reason that we pray, is to exercise our spiritual authority. Jesus says to the disciples, I've given you the authority to put Satan under your feet. You trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And if you'll do that, nothing shall by any means harm you. I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. When you're praying, part of praying is exercising the authority that we have over the things that are coming against us in this life. And so that, God will not do for us what he's given us the ability to do for ourselves, and God has given us incredible authority in this life. One other scripture, Matthew 18, verse 18. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say that two of you agree on earth as concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven." When Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth, that word means to disallow. It means not permit. Whatever you don't permit here on this earth, I won't permit in heaven, spiritually. Whatever you loose on this earth, the word loose means allow. Whatever you allow, spiritually, on this earth, I'll do it. It's, 
And if two of you come together, this is a man and a wife, this is friends, Christian friends, if two of you come together in agreement over something that you would ask, he says, my father will do it. He has given us incredible authority in this life, and all we have to do is take it. All we have to do is use it. And so why do we pray? We pray to invite God into the affairs of our lives, both generally and specifically. I pray to build a personal relationship with God, and I pray to use the authority that God has given me that he won't use for me. But he has given me the ability to use it, and he will honor it if I use it. So when you're asking yourself that question, why should I wake up and pray in the morning or, or, or pray in the evening or whatever your best prayer time is, is why should I do that? For those reasons right there, and probably more, but those are just the main ones. Understand how to have a real relationship with God and the foundations of knowing Him with Jimmy's new series, The Good Life. This practical series will show you how to experience God through prayer, the key to hearing God's voice, and how to conquer your thought life. For your gift of $50 or more, we'll send you The Good Life series on CD or audio download, plus Jimmy's book, 10 Steps Toward Christ. For your gift of $90 or more, we'll send you the series on DVD or video download and the book. And here's my prayer that I pray on a regular basis. God, close doors for me that no man can open and open doors for me that no man can close until I'm standing in your perfect will. For your gift of any amount, we'll send you the message, A Daily Dynamic Prayer Life, as a digital download. And when you wake up in the morning, you say, I don't know, I don't know what to pray about. What are you worried about? Right, your prayer list is your worry list. God has a fulfilling plan for you. Experience the good life today. The number one element of prayer every day is thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Jesus said, pray this way. Father in heaven, by the way, Father in heaven is his name and address. I am not lobbing up a prayer to Krishna, to Allah, to Buddha, or anyone that just happens to be up there that's listening to me. You know, to some far away galaxy that's tuned into my frequency. I am specifically addressing this to my Father in heaven because he's the only living God. He's the only true God. Okay. So Jesus said, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Well, the, name, the word hallowed means two things. It means purify and glorify. It means, pure, it means purify and honored. So here's what Jesus is saying. When I'm praying and I'm saying, I say this every day, Father, hallow your name in my life. The number one thing I'm saying is your name is sacred on my lips. I will not use your name to curse. I will not get frustrated and say, Jesus Christ. I will not say, I will not take the Lord's name in vain. He is not the big guy upstairs. He is the Lord God Almighty. And I will not use my mouth in any way to take his name in vain or to disrespect him. And so that's the number one thing I'm saying. The word hollow means to purify. I'm saying if there's any bugs on the windshield of my heart that keep me from seeing you the way you really are, wash those off. Purify who you are in my life. I want to see you for who you really are. Purify this. Show me who you are and show others who you are through me because I'm not gonna show God any better than I see God. So 
hollow your name to me. If I have hurts from my past, if I have disappointments, if I have concepts of you that are not biblical, hollow those. And the third thing that hollow means is I glorify you, God. I thank you. Before I ask you for anything else, I'm thanking you for being such a good God. You have been so faithful. I praise you. I glorify you. And I just worship God. And this can, again, this can take two minutes or two hours. But you... God inhabits the praises of his people. And so God is inhabiting my praise as I'm just sitting there. And, I'm, and I t- here's one of the things I say to God, and I mean this. I tell the Lord all the time. I told God this week, I am so proud of you. You know, if, if you'll study all other religions, you'll just get prouder of your God. Because there's no one like our God. I'm proud of everything about him. He's just a good God. We begin our prayer time by saying, Father in heaven, I'm I'm coming to you as my daddy, and I hollow your name and all the things that that means, and and it's a very special thing. The second element of prayer is surrendering to God's authority and inviting his guidance into every area of our lives. The, The second thing Jesus told us to pray is, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we're coming to God and we're saying, your kingdom come. And this is kind of a forceful it's, it's more forceful than what this says. It literally means kingdom come. Kingdom come in my life. I want you to come. The word kingdom in the Greek language is the word basileia. And it means the direct rule of God. God, I'm submitting myself to you today. And I want your will to be done in my life just like it will be done in heaven. Now, I want, you, I want you to listen to me. Your concept of God means everything when you're praying. And I want to say something to you. And you need to believe what I'm about to say. If you surrender to God's authority and to his will in every area of your life, God loves you more than you love yourself, and he'll bless you more than you'll ever bless yourself. Now, if you don't believe that, you're deceived. What kept me, you know, when I would, when I would read that part of the prayer, I would think to myself, you know, if I really come and, and surrender to God and, you know, his will is being done in my life just as it's done in heaven... I'll be a holy Joe somewhere on the other side of the earth, you know, eating beans out of a tin can and by myself because God certainly wouldn't want for me what I want for myself. Here's what I've learned. In doing God's perfect will, it'll fulfill every desire that you have, every righteous desire that you have, and you'll wake up and pinch yourself because God will do more for you than you'll ever do for yourself. But it begins by saying, I surrender to your authority And in every area of my life, I want to do your will. Now, when I'm praying this part of the prayer, this is where I'm discovering the will of God. If there's a decision that I'm making, if there's anything that I'm doing, first of all, I'm just saying, I'm reminding myself, I'm under your authority. Everything I'm doing is under you. But God, I want to to follow your perfect will, and I just start praying. I'm making this decision. We're thinking about this. We're thinking about this. We're doing this. We're making this decision. Lord, in all of these areas, I want you to speak to me and lead me and lead us so that we're doing exactly here according to your plan there. And so God speaks. Did you know that you can make every decision in your life 100% correct? When you're praying and asking God to lead you, and you're hearing God and following him, you will never make a navigational error for the rest of your life. Because that's, Jesus is our shepherd. He will lead us into success if we will come and surrender to him daily. Number three element of prayer is seeking God's provision. 
is Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. Now, this is not just a prayer for provision for, for money. This is a lot broader than that. But I want to go back and say, notice the succession of events. I'm beginning by thanking God. Hallowed be your name. Lord, thank you. Before I ask you for anything else, thank you. The second thing I'm saying is, I surrender to your will. I want to do everything according to your will. The third thing is, Lord, provide for me. Now listen, in Hebrews 6.1, the writer of Hebrews is talking about the elementary principles of the faith, the basics of Christianity. And here's the first one he lists, repentance from dead works. Well, here's what a dead work is. It's anything that God didn't tell you to do. Provision, the word provision means for the vision. When God is leading you and giving you vision in your life for whatever decisions that you're making, the provision naturally will follow. But when you're making your own decisions and then coming back and asking God to pay for them, he won't. Repentance from dead works is the first elementary principle of our faith. And according to Hebrews 6, uh, faith toward God is the second elementary principle. I'm repenting for the thing, the cars I've bought, the houses that I've bought, the decisions I've made, the relationships that I've entered into, the jobs that I've taken, the, the things that I've done with my kids that I never even prayed about. They're dead works. I didn't go to God and ask God to lead me in those things. Those are dead works. Lord, forgive me of those things. Now I come to you and I'm saying, lead me and provide. Wherever God gives you vision, he'll give you the provision. God always energizes what he initiates. So the most important thing in our lives is slow down. Now listen to me. You don't have time not to pray. Prayer takes time. Prayer breaks time. And prayer makes time. Let me give you an example. Let's just say that you skip prayer one day. And you don't surrender something to God and you don't hear him say something to you. And you go out and do something on your own. It's a dead work that God won't bless. And you spend months or years trying to repair the damage that that decision made. The financial damage, the relational damage, the stress that it causes in your life. Or you could have stopped to pray. And you could have put your faith in God and asked him for direction. And he would have spoken to you and you would have done that. And it would have brought years of blessing in your life. You don't have time not to pray. And when we're praying, we're surrendering to God and we're saying, God, I'm believing you to lead me and I'm believing you to provide for me. Now, let me say something. Listen to what I'm saying. You will pray or you will worry. I've had, I've had people say to me, Jimmy, you know, I pray. And I know what this is like now, so I'm not talking down to you. I've, I've experienced this. They say, I just don't know what to pray for. Listen, what are you worried about? That's your prayer list. Are you worried about your friends? Are you worried about relationships? Are you worried about money? Are you worried about a job? Jesus says in Matthew 6, concerning prayer, why do you worry, O oh, you of little faith? Your, your father knows every sparrow that falls to the ground. Aren't you more valuable than them? Aren't you more valuable than them? He, he's talking to his disciples. He says, my father knows everything that you need. Don't, don't worry about your life, what you put on or wear or things like that. He says, because... All, you, all we have to do is develop a relationship, a dependent relationship with God. Listen to me. This is Philippians 4. Be anxious for not one thing, but in every single thing, with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace that passes all comprehension will guard 
your mind, and your heart. Don't be anxious for one thing, but in every single thing with prayer and more prayer, let God know and the peace that passes comprehension will guard. The word guard there is the Greek word phrureo, and it means a military presence to keep the enemy out. Did you know that fear is of the devil? Anxiety and stress, all of those things, the devil, the devil will constantly run at you all day long to wear you out with stress and anxiety and all of those things. But do you know when you pray that the peace of God will set a military presence around your thinking and your emotions to protect you from everything the devil would bring? And when you wake up in the morning, you say, I don't know, I don't know what to pray about. What are you worried about? Right? Your prayer list is your worry list. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my grandkids. I'm worried about my job. I'm worried about money. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about my friend. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this. Don't worry. Pray. Listen to me. If you don't pray, you will worry, and it'll affect your health, and it'll affect your marriage and all your relationships because it'll wear you out emotionally. Karen and I know when we need to pray because we're worried, and we begin to, you know, Get on each other's nerves. I don't get on her nerves, but she gets on mine. And uh, you're con- you cannot get closer to God than your concept of him will allow. If you believe he doesn't love you, if you believe he's against you, if you believe he's trying to punish you, if you believe he's selfish and stingy and austere, then you're not going to run and jump in that daddy's lap. But God is a loving father. Now, now I want you to listen to me now. Okay, are you listening? Listen to me now. I'm a father and I'm a grandfather. And I love being a father and a grandfather. We take our kids out to eat and I pay the bill. They always fight me for it. It's kind of a, you know, really a weak fight. You know, it, <laughs> I know they're, you know, they want me to pay, but they're, God love them for even kind of pretending that they're trying, but... Do you know what a joy it is to be a father? I love everything I get to do for my children and grandchildren. Every single thing. I want them to want me. I want them to depend on me to a healthy degree. And if they don't, it robs me of the joy of being their father and their grandfather. And they don't have to be perfect. I love them just because they're mine. Can I just tell you, when we don't pray, we rob him of the joy of being our father. He's not some big, mean God up in heaven. He is a big, loving daddy. And that's what Jesus said. You know, prayer is something that when I became a, a Christian. I didn't understand it. I really didn't understand why I should do it. But now I've been a Christian for over 40 years and it's a part of my everyday life. But prayer acknowledges God. Prayer just simply says, God, I want you to be a part of my life. I'm inviting you into my heart, into my life, into my marriage, into my finances, into my future, into all of this. And listen, he wants to come, but it's a, it's a relationship of mutuality. God has already made his decision. He sent Jesus to die for us so that we could have a relationship with him. Now we have to make our decision. And the decision is not a one-time decision that says, 
Jesus, I want you to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior, though that's a, an important decision. The decision is an everyday decision that says, I want you to be a part of this day, Lord. I, I want you to be a part of this aspect of my life, and he loves that. And then to be specific and say, Lord, I, I pray for this, I pray for this, I pray for this. I exercise my spiritual authority that you've given me over the circumstances that I have authority over. And I can say, after 44 years of being a Christian, it works. God answers prayer. God communes with us. When we start praying, it's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. And we speak to God and He speaks to us. And we pray and He answers. And sometimes He answers in much greater ways than we could have ever comprehended. And I'm saying to you, God is a personal God. Jesus didn't come to the world to start a new religion. Jesus came to start a relationship between God and us. His blood covered our sins so that we could be forgiven of all of our sins and come into a personal, daily, intimate relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Now, this teaching that you heard is a part of a series called 10 Steps Toward Christ. It is a book. It's also a CD and DVD set called The Good Life. And the reason that I did this teaching was to help people understand how to get closer to God. Our announcer's coming on here in just a second to give you more information about how to get the book, the CD, the DVD, the audio or video download, whichever you prefer, to help you to get closer to God. I hope you'll listen to that and respond to it and get that information. I'll see you next time right here on The Overcoming Life. Understand how to have a real relationship with God and the foundations of knowing Him with Jimmy's new series, The Good Life. This practical series will show you how to experience God through prayer, the key to hearing God's voice, and how to conquer your thought life. For your gift of $50 or more, we'll send you The Good Life series on CD or audio download, plus Jimmy's book, 10 Steps Toward Christ. For your gift of $90 or more, we'll send you the series on DVD or video download and the book. And here's my prayer that I pray on a regular basis. God, close doors for me that no man can open and open doors for me that no man can close until I'm standing in your perfect will. For your gift of any amount, we'll send you the message, A Daily Dynamic Prayer Life, as a digital download. And when you wake up in the morning, you say, I don't know, I don't know what to pray about. What are you worried about? Right, your prayer list is your worry list. God has a fulfilling plan for you. Experience the good life today. Well, I've got some good news for you, and that is you have a 100% chance of success in marriage. A 100% chance. Couples with the strongest marriages, they aren't the ones that never had a reason to give up. They're the ones who just refuse to give up. Dad is still in the business of raising dead things and bringing them back to life. You're not just gonna stay married forever. You're gonna stay married happily ever after. And that's what we believe when we say that your family has a bright future. Thank you for watching The Overcoming Life with Jimmy Evans. 
Support the overcoming life with your best gift and receive the series, The Good Life. Join Jimmy and Karen Evans on February 9th and 10th for the EXO 2018 Marriage Conference. Live at Gateway Church in Southlake, Texas, or via simulcast at one of hundreds of churches worldwide. Seating is limited, so register today. Visit exomarriage.com. Take your church to a new level with Jimmy Evans Pastor School. This online course will create dynamic, sustainable growth within your ministry. Access the first session for free right now at pastorschool.com. This program is made possible by the generous support of our faithful partners.